Uh, that music always puts me in a good mood. Hi guys, uh, we're back again after like one week of doing a whole podcast. We're on to week number two and it's freaking awesome. Uh, this weekend was a little bit rough, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I feel like I'm trying to get sick, but we'll see how that kind of goes. So I might be pausing here and there to just rehydrate and things. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get on to at least chapter seven of Genesis today. But before we do that, uh, I just wanted to make some fun little announcements. So, uh, this week I'm currently on iTunes, which some of you know. Uh, also I am on, uh, as of today, I am on, uh, Google Play, as well as soon to be on Player FM, I think, like tomorrow or something like that. Uh, and where else? Oh, yeah, like on uh, Satchel, which is a place you can just donate money to me, I guess. And even a bigger place you can donate money to me is that Patreon site. Uh, I put up some cool little rewards and things for people who give me, you know, some money to help me out with this because, well, you know, if I'm good at something, let's not do it for free, right? So, which I am doing it for free. You guys are listening to it for free. Um, but it always is helpful whenever I get, you know, a little bit of spending money so that I can continue to improve and make this thing freaking awesome, as so far it's been reviewed to be. Uh, also, I might be uh, uh, networking myself to another podcast here pretty soon. Ooh, it's exciting. Uh, but I'll let you know all the details about that when it happens. Uh, so let's see. Uh, another thing I really wanted to get to um, was that people were sending emails, which is freaking rad. Um, haven't gotten a ton of them just yet, but the people who have sent them have been fantastic individuals. Uh, I won't use their real names if they've put them out here, but let's start with one that, that I'm very proud of, and she's very sweet. Um, I won't read the whole thing, but I'm, I'm just gonna kind of paraphrase just a little bit. Uh, she was listening to it late at night, uh, this Scarlett O'Hara person, uh, she does have quite a few notes, and I guess she's a, a not a Bible scholar, but she's read the Bible more than I have, which anyone who has read it at least once can be like, hey, this comes back around, dude, or something like that, uh, and etc. So, but what she said is, uh, let's see, so her email, I'm looking at it right now, um, <laughs> she starts off with, I did not hate it as you predicted, and your voice is perfect for audiobook readings, yay! Uh, your sounds alongside the audiobooks is fabulous, your explanations are funny, and your candor is priceless. Good lord. Uh, this, um, Scarlett O'Hara is just making me blush. Oh, goodness. Um, I had another lady, uh, lady, let's call her Bill. Uh, this Bill, she was talking about that she had read the Bible several times, and even then is has uh, gone through some trouble of being like, okay, what does that mean, and so on. So I'm for these people, man. I'm, this is the why I'm doing this. Um, however, over the emails that I have gotten from some people, everyone so far has been like, yeah, the King James Version is cool, but the New International Version is so much easier to understand. Um, while I am tempted to change books over and so on, I'm I'm very happy with going with like the source material of... Uh, what is it, 1500, 16, whatever, that uh, this came out of. So, plus it's kind of fun to see where, like, things come from, and this gives an opportunity for all you uh, NIV people to go, like, uh, it, it makes a lot more sense here because it says this as opposed to that. And then we can compare notes, and then it becomes this interactive, fun thing between stupid and not-so-stupid people. I'm the stupid one in this one. 
Um, but the one big thing, and I really think, like, looking back at this particular individual's emails, he signs them as just as stupid, which makes me so happy. Uh, but he sends some really lengthy ones. Um, so, uh, at some point I was hoping to, like, highlight some good notes on him, but there's also this point in me that makes me wonder if I shouldn't just make an episode, uh, an episode entirely devoted to his emails. And they're pretty lengthy, like... And he goes through some good, serious lengths to, to just go through things. Um, and I imagine that this particular individual is one of those that's going to be guest starring or you're going to hear a lot from his particular things here and again. Or maybe I'll just make like a third episode at least a week uh, or something that is just devoted entirely to emails uh, that people can bring up and things. I'd like to do this three times a week, but I'm going to definitely do my damnedest to make sure that at least two, two podcasts come out where they are entirely about like the Bible reading and my things and my stupid comments about this and that. Uh, what else was it going to do? Oh, uh, we love reviews on iTunes and Google Play and wherever else you can happen to review this stuff. Um, this whole first week was really nice. It kind of was a good ramping up and things. Um, could definitely use some more followers on any one of these, more subscribers. Because um, I'm trying to figure out more... Uh, getting feeds and so on to find out how many downloads I've really gotten and how many of this I've gotten and how many of that, uh, just for the future and making me feel like, yes, this is a worthy endeavor. Um, but so far I'm sure that comes up on certain feeds and I've been using that feedburner.com or whatever it is. So, uh, I'll be checking that stuff out. Anywho, um, hmm. Well, just as stupid. Let's see. So uh, a couple of things he wanted to bring up, uh, at least with, the first email he sent. Uh, I don't think I'll get to the other two that he sent me, which he was really quite clever. He used each uh, each episode as like a Star Wars thing. So this particular, he titled this one, Episode 1, uh, The Photon Mendus. I think it's what he, yeah, The Photon Mendus, yeah. So, you know, the joke of, I don't need to fucking explain this to you. This is not, you know, whatever. Um, so he goes on to like describe that this, that the Bible is a collection of many books. Um, so the inconsistencies and whatnot will come up. I didn't really know this. I figured it was one guy who was just going through various recollections and just compiling them all, which I guess is kind of true, but he probably does what I do and just puts it out there without really uh, pre-editing a whole lot of stuff. Being like, is this the final draft? Yeah, that's it. Okay, here we go. All together. Um, so I can totally understand where some of these eventual Gospels or uh, takings of certain events are going to be viewed as slightly different from different people. Uh, if any policeman is going to tell you, being like, it was a red car from this person, but it was a blue car with this person, and so no one knows what car, you know, color it was. So, you know, eh, that. Um, also, to keep in mind, but I probably will not, because, yeah, reasons, uh, the authors didn't know what we know, and this kind of plays a thing throughout uh, that... That their definition or their knowledge of, say, um, how many animals there were to begin with is probably a lot smaller than the animals that we know with now, with being, you know, several uh, hundred, no, no, uh, thousand years, um, you know, from when this was uh, supposedly penned and so on. Um, just to be sure, you know, because we gotta we gotta keep in mind that this was uh, an an older time. That's that's for sure. Like this wasn't written yesterday. This isn't me reading the Hunger Games and going, you know, that's kind of politically incorrect or um, or whatever. I don't know. Um, 
Uh, he brings up a little bit about how literal the Bible should be taken, and that's part of also what I wanted to bring up, just how much, especially when I get down to the, and I've been warned about Leviticus a couple of times through this uh, through this whole process, being like, Leviticus is going to be interesting, so uh, when I get to like episode 1,000 or something like that, I'll, I'll keep it in mind. Um, but there's this uh, question of like, how literal should the Bible be taken? Should it be just taken as like this, and he also brings this up, this just a stupid fellow of just, how much of this is a cautionary tale? How much of this is a literal telling? And how much of this is just a way for you to go like, look what happened over there, which I guess is a cautionary tale. Or just a story in general, potentially. Just to go like, look what happened. Um, and sometimes it happens for no reason, I suppose. Uh, so, I mean, this this part of me just wants to go through all of it and find the people and hear the people who take it literally. Every word, word for word, everything is as it says. And this is also the reason I use the older version as opposed to the new international one, because let's go to the old stuff, man. Let's go before someone else edited it or someone else went, okay, let's make this word into that, and that makes a lot more sense or something. Uh, but again, I don't know, because I'm a stupid. Um, I, let's see, it goes into a bit of a translation. Uh, oh, and he puts out that the uh, King James Version is actually being phased out, which is interesting. Um Oh, and also there's a New Living Translation as well, so that's pretty cool. Um, so there, I mean, I'd love to hear the comparisons between the two, especially when you bring them up. Uh, yeah. And that's about as far as I really want to kind of go with it today. Um, but tell you what, if you go to either our Facebook page or to our Twitter account uh, at according, Accord to Stupid, or just the Facebook uh, John Reads the Bible according, uh, the Gospel According to Stupid, uh, go ahead and send me a line or anything along those lines and go like, yeah, bring on the emails or just go like, nah, just fucking don't even deal with them. Because um, I think these are really cool and they kind of help facilitate kind of a dialogue between me and and hopefully the masses that are sending me stuff between like, here's what you need to know and here's uh, stuff that's interesting and opposed to like stuff like, you skinny piece of shit, you don't know what you're talking about or the Bible shouldn't be read by motherfuckers like you and, and so on. Um so we'll see. I want. I have yet to get a hate mail. I have had a knock on wood. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But I'm certain to be uh, bringing up the emailies things uh, in the beginning of most of these episodes so that everyone can kind of start to get on the same sort of page in some way or another. So for the first little bit, they're going to be a little behind. Um, and I'll try my best if you guys start sending emails and, and so on to really be on top of it to go like, all right, on last episode, we talked about this and here's the emails I got. Uh, but again, I'm only a week into this, so technically I'm still a new guy, so cut me some slack. Um, yeah, what else did I have going on? Um, yeah, I'm just going to start doing some more podcasty stuff here. Oh, yeah, um, I know what I was going to do. I was going to plug my other stuff that I do. Uh, so I'm on audible.com, and this isn't an ad for Audible, not yet anyway, but uh, if you like hearing my voice and hearing the things that I do um, actually scripted out and and what have you, and you like to hear the different voices, you can go to audible.com. And what you can do there is type into the search box, Jonathan, uh, hold on a second. I'm wondering if I should actually put my full name on this thing. Hmm, decisions. Um, hmm. Eh, fuck it. Uh, you can type in Jonathan Waters at the tippy top of the page. 
uh, like in the search box, and you'll come up with a bunch of the stuff that I've done through audiobooks. And it's, some of them are really pretty cool. Other ones, you know, are uh, not as great as some other ones. Uh, I've done some romances. I've done some mostly uh, uh, fantasies and sci-fis and things like that. But um, there was no real button that. I didn't really. You ever ad lib a sentence? You know, you just start talking and hope to God it kind of ends at some point. Yeah, I do that a lot on here. Uh, so what you can do, you can type that in. You can hear some samples of voices and things, especially when it sounds just like me. You're going to hear a lot of good stuff. Um, and if you want me to read your book that you have going on, I'm certain I can make that happen. It'll take some time because I'm currently running around with my head cut off. Uh, so it'll take some time. But go ahead and take a look. If you guys are rad about listening to my voice all the damn time, you can go there, check out my name, um, and uh, and get a full glimpse at what other stuff I do in, uh, behind a microphone. Okay, so that being said, let's get on to reading the rest of the damn Bible. Uh, so last time, so this was last week, uh, Thursday or something, that we, we came to Noah. And again, I'm still surprised that Noah was, like, here. I figured he would be, uh, you know, a couple of... Um, books later, I guess. But for some reason, I don't know. It just It's just a thing. Um, and again, I'll get to some emails about, especially from uh, Just as Stupid, uh, about the whole um, Noah story and his thoughts on that uh, and such. So, uh, for right now, so let's see. He was told to build an ark, and uh, from, from a separate email, and again, this is bringing back Just as Stupid, he says... That the Bible, uh, or that the that the boat comes out to fuck. Where is it? It is about the size of a football field. Uh, I think is where it is. Yeah. So it, uh, the measurements he he gave me, which was really pretty nice, and they have. Uh, I guess I was sent an email by or uh, another message uh, by Bill. Uh, she. Uh, sent me this video from uh, Now This, I think, and someone had actually built the the Ark uh, from specifications. And I'm not sure, I haven't really watched the video just yet, but uh, Just as Stupid just told me that the that the Ark is 450 by 75 by 45 feet. So about a football field and a half, uh, and as he says, three jaws sharks wide, 25, three tons of them. Uh, and approx- approximately as tall as the first iteration of Godzilla, about four and a half stories. So, I mean, it's a big fucking boat. Let, let's not deny it, but it's it's not as it's still kind of like hmm, is that enough to fit everything? But yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so so we're looking at this boat, this mini cubity sort of thing, uh, and let's get started. So Genesis chapter seven. Uh, and the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee, ha- uh, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Rad. Isn't that cool? All right. Uh, of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Okay. Uh, I've never... Whoa, that's new. Okay, so wait... Every clean beast uh, we take by sevens. So he has 14 of whatever a clean beast means. Um, I assume this means everything that isn't a pig, but I don't know. Um, Take thee by sevens. 
So there's 14, I guess, male and female. So you got seven males, seven female of, of every clean beast. So you have a lot more than just two by two. And a beast that are not clean by two, the male and its female. So this whole two by two thing seems like kind of a thrown, thrown out sort of deal, right? Like, oops. Um, but okay, like whatever a clean beast means and not a clean beast. Uh, okay, I'm interested. Like, go forth, my readers and or listeners, and, and find out what, a, what the difference is. Because I imagine all beasts are just unclean, mostly because, like, every animal shits. And it's from that book, um, Everybody Poops, right? So everything, I have to do it at some point. So, okay, we have a fuck ton more creatures on here, assuming that there's more than, like, you know, 60 clean beasts in the world. But even if there's just two by two, like, that's, that's still a lot. Uh, fowls also... Uh, of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. Okay, I guess it makes sense. Like, this isn't... Okay, so this is answering the whole question about, like, uh, interspecies, like, inbreeding, inbreeding and whatnot. So, but what about the, like, not clean creatures being like, hey, man, we get to do this stuff too, right? No, you are unclean. Huh? Uh, what? The Jeffersons are dirtier than us. They're into that kinky shit. But we're clean beasts. Uh, or whatever. I don't know. Um, but it makes sense. I mean, like, we have to, you know, make sure that there's, like, some some variety, you know. But but we didn't even bring, like, seven by seven of the humans. You know? We have, like, Noah and his, his wife. So we have one set. We have, like, his three sons. So that brings it up to, what, four sets of people with Noah included? And then I think we had, like, one more or something. And whoever else, like, oh, my God. What if Noah was, like, one of those, well, these gods probably watching and stuff, so we probably couldn't do, like, a the thing I was thinking. But I, I'll complete the thought. So what if, like, Noah did, like, a whole Schindler's List thing, hiding people in, like, the ark until, like, no, no, it's just us. Ha, ha, ha. Get in, get in. Just hide under the fucking rug. Um, or whatever. Also, turning the Holocaust jokes into, like, a Bible thing is probably going to get me my first hate mail. So I'm ready for you. Um, anywho, uh, so the fowls seven are, okay, so the fowls, so at least birds are one of these clean particular beasts. Okay, so they're not dirty, rad. Uh, for yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. What a thing, man, like you have seven days to get this shit done. And I, as far as we know, we don't, he hasn't built it yet. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain. You know, I'm not going to have it rain for seven days, but in seven days, you got to build this shit, motherfucker. Uh, and then I'm going to have it raining for 40 and 40. Uh, so we're, I'm going to send them to you. I'm going to make it easy, but I'm going to destroy everything else. Um, but don't, I don't know. Like, would, God told Noah, but I don't know if he sent, like, a, a, a newsletter to everybody going, I'm going to fucking destroy you all. Also, by this, he's destroying Adam and Eve, isn't he? Like, he's adding this to the whole, like, well, yeah, because, mm -mm. are they technically still alive? With whole, like, the whole math that comes out that they live to be, like, 900 and something, and their kid lives to be 900 and something else, and then so on. I don't know. So he's destroying all of them, too, I imagine. Um... You know, so, huh, yeah, wait, okay, way to wipe it, man. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him, good. 
and Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. Whew. Okay, so Noah was doing pretty good for himself for a very long time, and then came the 600-year-old, you know, happy birthday, Noah, and then he has to build an ark, load people and things up in seven days, and then hope to, even hope to God that it is, well, <laughs> that it is, uh, you know, waterproof. Because I don't think, it also doesn't say what Noah did for a living, but I really hope that God sent him down, like, at least a, uh, boat building for dummies book or something or just, you know, laid out the groundwork to go like, cut down this tree, cut it down by this, here's a tape measure and a ruler, enjoy. Shit, now I have to teach you how to read. Okay. Fuck. Um, so, hmm. But there's something magical about this. He did it. Okay, it happened. Boom! It happened. Okay, and he was fucking old when it happened. Uh, and Noah went in, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives... Oh, and his son's wives with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood. Good. Okay, so they're all in. <laughs> of clean beasts and of the beasts that are not clean, of fowls, of everything that creepeth upon the earth. Uh, there went in two and two unto Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. Okay, now I'm back to being lost about the seven thing, but uh, that's already become like a confusing bit. So we went seven to seven, and then we had like a... a, a uh, Noah's got talent thing for who he's really going to be taking onto the onto the ark. Great, um, as uh, Sean Connery says in um, the Last Crusade, there's no silver medal for second place. I guess uh, in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, in the same day, uh, the same day, were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. That's fucking awesome. Like, uh, it's used, uh, we're used to it raining and whatnot, but fucking heaven opening and going, no, you ain't seen shit, motherfucker. We're going to rain. Um, so, in, and again, this is just assuming uh, the uh, calendar that we use today. So on February 17th, basically, uh, rain, a couple of days after Valentine's Day, which going from this... Like, they had, like, a, a week around things. Uh, uh, fuck, man, I can't even think today. Uh, a week around Valentine's Day just to kind of, you know, have a good time, whatnot. Also, I know that Valentine's Day was not created back in whatever B.C. I know, but, you know, humor me for a second. Uh, and the rain was upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham <laughs> and Japheth the sons of Noah, Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. They and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort, and they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. So the ark is, you know, the breath of life. It's the thing being like, get me the fuck out of the goddamn boat! Um... And now we have Noah, so we have Noah, Shem, Ham, and so we have four guys, four ladies, to repopulate. Which I mean, if we're believing that Adam and Eve brought about everybody, uh, what happened with two ought to be explosive with what happened with four, right? Although he also said that we make this like, hundred, like a person's life up to 120 years, right? So 
the timelines are going to be a bit different. But this also puts an urgency to start just fucking away, right? Like, yeah, well, Uncle um, Bill lived to be 900 and so. Uh, yes, but you're going to live about a ninth of that. Oh. Well, shit, I, I won't be able to finish my Snoopy cross-stitch then. Fuck, okay. Uh, I got I to gotta put my life in order, okay? I got I to gotta really do it. Okay, so uh, the Breath of Life is into the Ark. And they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Ah, okay. So it's not just Noah going, get in the hatch. The Lord did it. God did it. I will close the Ark down. So maybe he didn't really need to send down shipbuilding for dummies. God just went, eh, it's a good enough boat, and then kind of helped the whole, like, you know, not flooding inside the ark. Because wouldn't that be a shitty thing? I'd be like, I close the door and, oh, son of a bitch, the ark sunk. Oh, well, yes, I'm restarting, I guess. But it worked out. And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lifted up above the earth. Of course it was. It was on water, right? And the waters prevailed. That's damn right. And were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. Makes sense. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth. That's goddamn right. And all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Whoosh! Water. Uh, Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. Huh. Not, not very, um... Not very tall mountains in these days. Um, I kind of consider that a hill. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both fowl and of cattle and of beast and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man just drowned. What a way to kill everybody. You couldn't do it like, well, of the ways to go, like drowning is probably one of the worst ways to go. But I mean, this also brings up a theory that's not going to be proven very well, but maybe God's a whale. In some ways. Oh, wait, that doesn't work because he made man into image. But maybe he has a soft spot for whales, motherfucker, or sharks. Um, so, because he's just providing a shit ton of food for the ocean in one way or another. The Great Barrier Reef and so on to, to, uh, to make life onto the bones of the dead. You know, f- oh, that's fucking metal. Um, isn't it? Like, just, we killed everything. It's going to sink to the bottom of the ocean at some point or another, and every creature within the sea shall shall grow and become bigger and better and super awesome. Um, rad. Anyway, so everything's dead on, on, on Earth, with the exception of anything that's in the Ark and anything that, you know, swims. Uh, all, in those, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, of all that was on the dry land, died. Yep, that goes into that. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed upon the earth, and Noah only remained alive. And they were with him in the ark, and they that were with them in the ark. Uh, And the waters prevailed upon the earth for a hundred and fifty... Hold the shit on! And the waters prevailed upon the earth for a hundred and fifty... Oh, got it. Understood. And the waters prevailed upon the earth for a hundred and fifty days. So after the forty days and forty nights... There's just water and just a deeper fucking ocean for 150 days after. So for, I mean, you see Earth for a little while. I mean, you're seeing mountains for a bit. But let's just assume that, you know, heaven fucking opened and it just drenched the world immediately. 
for 190 days, because we're putting the 40 on, right? I know how to do math, motherfucker. Um, it's just water. So for almost like going on to being just under, what, four months, half a year kind of air, five months, whatever. Um, shit, man, it's just water. It's just ocean and... I mean, not a lot to eat. Uh, but he did put, you know, a bunch of, you know, grains and fruit and stuff like that onto there. But I don't know if Noah was totally aware that, you know, oh, 40, day, well, 40 days and 40 nights. That's it, right? Okay, done. I hope he, like, planned for the 150. Shit. I really hope, because I've been going after, like, oh, we only have enough for 40. Uh, so some of you unicorns are, uh, you know, you're at the top of the line. We're going to have to eat you. Wouldn't that be shitty? That's probably why we don't have a whole lot of certain creatures that are mythological. I don't know. Thoughts. Okay. Um, so, bam! Flood. Um, which is fantastic. Okay, so the flood happens. Kaboom! And everything is going alright. Alright, that was chapter 7, guys. Very bleak episode. Everything's fucking dead. Except for ARC goers. Uh, so, if you find an invitation to hop onto an ARC, uh, I would totally recommend it. Whether or not you think it's gonna rain or or not, or or what have you. Um, especially if it's from a guy who's 600-some-odd years old going, I'm going to build an ark, and he fucking does, you know. Um, okay, chapter 8, and so on. Uh, also, there's some cool pictures that are uh, looking at the site that I'm at right now that have some, I don't know if it's like paintings or or pencil drawings, or wood carvings, or whatnot, but it's very Dante-esque, and it's it's pretty badass, let me tell you. Okay. Uh, chapter 8. Uh, and God remembered Noah, and every living thing, and all the cattle that was with him in the ark, and God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters assay assuaged. Well, that's convenient. And also very good, because... Wouldn't you hate it if your god or whatever happened to be being like, go build an ark, or, and I'm going to rain, make it rain, and then forgets about your ass? Like, how shitty is that? Going like, oh, Lord, remember me? Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh, you. <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah, goodness. But again, it's a good thing that we would go, hey, he is not necessarily totally a vengeful god. He is one with a good memory. Uh, and the fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained. Whoosh. Wind and, and no more rain. Uh, and the waters return. Uh, whoa! And the waters returned from off the earth continually. And after the end of the hundred and fifty days, the waters were abated. Ah, okay. So it's not that we have an ocean for a hundred and ninety days or whatever it is, but you know, progressively at the hundred and fifty. Uh, water is back to normal, or whatever. Uh, and the waters returned, uh, from off the earth continually, and after the end of the 150 days, water waters were abated, and the ark rested on the seventh month of the seventh day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. Ararat. Uh, cool. Rad, dude. So, let's see. So, seven, uh, was that, July 17th? That's when everything worked out. I guess it's about right. That's like you know six months or something like that. Yeah, fuck, dude. Uh, and the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. Oh, in the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains seen. 
Okay, so I was wrong. Water for like 10 months or nine months or whatever it works out to if like shit started happening mid-February. Um, and finally he could see the top of a mountain. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, but at uh, the uh, top of a mountain of Ararat, right? So it, hmm. Where the tops of the mountain seen. So current, okay, so uh, Noah's on the top, tippy, 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 tippy top of like the biggest fucking mountain. And after three more months of that sort of shit, the tops of other mountains are starting to be seen. So wherever Ararat is, it's a tall fucking mountain. Um, and it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark, which he had made. The smell must have been fucking horrendous. Uh, and he went forth a raven. Interesting. Uh, he went forth a raven, which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Uh, and he also sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot. And she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. When he put forth his hand, he took her and pulled her into the ark, un, uh, pulled her in unto him into the ark. Okay, so what happened to the raven, man? Did he just go out and just never return? So you're fucked up. You fucked up the ravens already, because obviously he didn't bring seven by seven. He brought two by two. So you fucked up a raven, or maybe the raven was like, eh, I don't really want to fly that far, man, because apparently ravens and crows are fucking smart, and they go, I want to stay where I know I'm gonna land, as opposed to. Uh, the dove that went out and went, oh, shit, <laughs> went out as far as she could, and then to be able to come back. Uh, and it was in pure exhaustion. Okay. And he stayed yet another seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came in to him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah went that the waters were abated from off the earth. I have a feeling, and I have just some passing knowledge of this, that the olive branch or olive trees are going to come back around in some way. Uh, okay, so the dove went out after a week and came back with a twig from an olive branch, and and the waters were coming off the earth. Okay, so this was while there's still water and things, and probably a bit before he like got onto the, you know, Ararat or whatever. Because, you know, if you're stuck on a mountain, you're going to go, I wonder where the land is. Shit. Why would you send a dove? Um, okay, rad. Uh, and it came to pass in the 600th and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the, gr face of the ground was dry. I guess that makes sense. You've got to put some sort of covering on the top. Otherwise, it's just going to, like, rain on the deck, and it's just going to fill it up, and you're going to drown. As opposed to, like, putting some sort of sheet or whatever on the top so it slides off the side. You make a big-ass roof or whatever onto it. Nice. Smart going, Noah. Um, let's see. So, But he's, like, holed up in this ark until he, like, throws a dove out there and hopes to God that it, it comes out okay. Um... And it's a very covered sort of living. I open the window, and lo, I send it out. Cool. All right. And in the second month of the seventh day, uh, and, my bad. And in the second month, on the seven and twentieth day uh, of the month, uh, was the earth dried. Fuck, dude. That took a long time to get that shit happening. 
And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife, and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with every thing that is with thee of all flesh, both fowl and of cattle and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. Cool. So all this time on the ark, I'm assuming they weren't doing any banging um, all year long that they were on this damn thing. And Noah went forth and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth, after their kinds, went forth out of the ark. Rad. Everybody out! And everyone got the fuck off the ark. Uh, and Noah builded... Huh. And Noah builded an ark... Altar. The fuck? And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast and every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Um... I really hope he doesn't assume that he just started taking some clean beasts and clean fowl and just started roasting them to God, because it kind of seems like a just a step back. But if he's gathering all these creatures around to go like, look, we got to offer, you know, we got to be good. Uh, burnt offerings on the altar. Here. Uh, and the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake. Uh, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. Way to cover your ass. Because there are times that, you know, you want God to just smite him, smite him dead. Um, but he promises never to, like, wipe that shit out again. Um, well, good. You know, that's fantastic. And I'm going to hold you to it, good. Um, I wonder what the sweet savor was, like, Whatever he had to burn, like, because I'm imagining he didn't burn any creatures. I really hope not, because otherwise I'm kind of, you know, confused. But maybe that's what that 7x7 seven seven was, being like, I'm going to burn you later. <laughs> what? Um, but if he's, like, burning cool shit, like, I don't know, sage and um, strawberries and things like that, you know, whatever. Um, which, hey, mm, smells good. Won't kill you. All right. Well done. Uh, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Okay. So, God is saying, oh, so he won't kill anybody ever, like, massive, he won't genocide the populace of earth. Uh, while the earth is here, while there's seeds and harvest, while there is cold and heat, while there is uh, summer and winter, and day and night happen, I won't kill you guys. But with the assume, assumption that if Earth is fucking destroyed, then we're gone anyway. Seed time and harvest, if we fucking plague the Earth, we're probably going to wipe ourselves out that way. Cold and heat are nice, but, you know, uh, if the sun decides to eat us, we're going to be in for some fucking heat here pretty soon. Summer and winter are nice, so we're just in this fun little orbit, right? So, uh, you know, as long as we're on the same path, we're still fucking good. And day and night, again, the whole sun. Rad. So it seems like he's going to hold his promise for uh, a long-ass time. Uh, so it sounds it sounds nice, but it's also that he's clarifying, it seems. I won't kill you as long as this, 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 and this, and that, and this, and that. It's probably not going to really happen, and something else will probably do it for me. But uh, until then, uh, you guys don't have to worry. All right? Okay, that sounds like a future you problem or future generations problem. Cool. 
Uh, so yeah, that was, whoa, that was the end of, uh, uh, that was the end of Genesis chapter eight, which was cool, right? Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll get on with chapter nine. Uh, let's go with chapter nine next time. Uh, this will be a shorter episode for those of you folks. Um, well, fuck it. You know, I'm starting to think that maybe... Just as stupid, we're going to go back to you for a hot second. So I kind of talked about some of the stuff that that went on in uh, his title of episode one that he put out there. Episode two, as he calls the attack of the loads. Um, so I don't know. I'm just going to kind of go through some of his uh, his other thoughts and uh, and see what know what you guys kind of think. Um, so let's see. He he brings up this was part of the thing of like. Uh, Adam and Eve and and the whole tree of good and evil thing. Uh, let's see. So he puts up, uh, it would seem you stumbled upon one of the great dilemmas anyone has to face if they want to take the scriptures to heart and live as though they have a meaning over what happens in this world, frankly stated. If God is all-powerful but also supposed to be all-loving of his, her, its, the almighty being's creation then why does he, she, it, the almighty being, let bad things happen? This dilemma first appears with the notion that God gave Adam and Eve a choice to eat of something that would cause a rift between the Lord and the creation. Why? Why would you do something that would essentially cause your good creation to become less than good? The problem with the question is that scholars, philosophers, thinkers, and pretty much anyone who wants to dive into this has yet to come up with a satisfying answer. Many come to the conclusion that God either isn't all-powerful or isn't all-loving. Yeah. Uh, however, there is a factor here that uh, many people think plays a role, free will. The logic goes something like this. If God creates people who don't have a choice whether or not to follow him, her, it, the almighty being, then what's the point? All it does is create a race of automatons, automations, or whatever you want to say it, uh, and that really isn't obedience. But if there's a choice, then that means real devotion, real obedience, real love for your creator. So if you follow that logic, then God was put in a situation where there was only one option. It is this free will that makes the people, as God said, like us, a wording you so aptly picked up on. <laughs> it is a uh, ability to choose between good and evil, uh, to follow God or not to follow God in this sense. Uh, Etc. Skippity skippity. Again, the emails he sends are very huge, but they're fantastic as far as as far as uh, covering a bunch of just topics, um, and so on. And to kind of paraphrase, uh, he does get into uh, God's punishment, and in so much as yeah, sometimes it's very. And I brought up that it was sometimes very like boom, fuck off, uh, and it was seems a bit unfair. Uh, however, he does. Uh, he does bring up a, an idea that uh, if your creator can unmake you, any punishment that is basically not being unmade is eh, pretty much mercy. I'm not sure where I sit on that just yet, but huh, uh, and it is something to consider. Something definitely to consider. Um, so let's see. He goes into a little bit of Cain's punishment. Um, in that the idea behind that is uh, that Abel's offering of the first set of lambs is is going to hurt him a whole lot more than whatever Abel, or excuse me, Kale was able to to bring up. And I wonder about that. I really do. Because as he, you know, as uh, Justice Stupid brings up that it, 
the, the lambs are these first ones are probably going to be the juiciest, the best. The they're the first, and this is going to come back around when Moses deals with some shit. Um, the whole firstborn thing. Um, and so the thought of like, eh, there's you know, it's a bunch of plants. It takes a lot to rear up a lamb as opposed to the the time it takes to maybe grow like a like a bunch of tomatoes, you know. Um, so maybe there was something in that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, he brings up a, a thing about Lamex in his I have slain a man to my wounding. It reads, uh, he says it reads simpler in other versions. This is why I think you should switch to the, uh, which I won't. Uh, I would certainly shorten my emails. Lamex says he killed two men for hurting him. So I guess it was self-defense of some kind. And he says that he will have be avenged uh, 77 fold over Cain's seven fold. I'm not sure why this was included or why he thought that. Maybe this was supposed to point back to God's grace that the son will not be judged for the sins of the father. Uh, that's the best I can do without doing any research. Okay. Um, and I'll go back to uh, the most latest episode of stuff that he sent unto me. Good God. Um, which he called uh, episode three, Revenge of the Seth, which cool. And I think he's planned this because he's read it a couple of times. Um, so let's see. So he talks about Genesis 5.24, uh, walked with God. Uh, he says it's a term that's often used, and it's become quite cliche, cliche to describe a person communing with God in some fashion and following that he, she, uh, whatever desires of them. Um, this is where we get the measurements of the ark, the 40, uh, 450, 75, and 45 feet. Um he also brings up that a lot of other religions, and he's absolutely right about this, that they have their own kind of destruction or flood story. Uh, this kind of comes in with everywhere. That at some point, and a lot of it, I think, is a flood, as it turns out. Um, that there was just this, holy shit, there's a flood. Uh, and we can debate on what it is or when it happened or why so many cultures have this and why did God say that he killed everyone when potentially he probably didn't with other people, but maybe there was another God out there who went like, Hey, 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 hey I got India motherfucker or something. I don't know. Um, let's see. So, uh, yeah, sorry about the breaks guys. I'm kind of flooding through this. So eventually I'm going to highlight some thoughts that I want to, want to go with, and this will be better by Thursday, I swear to God. Um, let's see. He he brings up a cool book uh, called One Way Love by Tulian... Oh, Jesus. Uh, Tulian Chivijin. 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 Tulian Chivijin. Yeah. Uh, if you can't spell it, but you find it on uh, Amazon, you found it! Uh, the book is about uh, the nature of God's forgiveness. Um... But he, let's see, this particular author begins uh, with, the, with the law in Christian, uh, in, uh, Christian circles, and it's a shorthand for all of God's commands. Uh, apparently, when I get to Exodus and Leviticus, again, Numbers and Deuteronomy, I'll understand the extent of the law. And apparently, there's over 600 rules, not just the 10 that I was kind of aware of. Um, and apparently, the law of these punishments are doled out in the first several chapters of Genesis, and essentially those stem from the same idea, which is kind of a dick move because as far as we know, we don't know what the laws are before he starts punishing people. So I guess this is a very long-handed way of being like, well, he doesn't like it when I fuck the sheep, so I shouldn't do that. 
you know. So there's a lot of just learning what not to do, I think, in this, especially when it takes some, you know, 900, uh, several thousand years just to get to, I'm going to fucking just destroy everybody. And then we get to Leviticus and numbers and all that fun shit. Uh, I imagine. Fuck, I don't know. Um, but uh, let's see. God expect, and he puts in here, let's see. God expects perfection from a species he, she, it, the almighty being, give to a choice to be un- imperfect. How can God expect these beings to be perfect when he, she, it, the almighty allows them to not be? The simple answer is forgiveness. Interesting. Um, now, the first few chapters, he says, don't reflect that forgiveness. However, maybe that's the point. Uh, the author writes, the point of the 600 rules is to point out the imperfect, how imperfect people are. No one could possibly live out every one of those commands every day of their life. It is just impossible. But uh, also writes that the God's perfect forgiveness, people can live with clean slates in their lifetime or in God's eyes, despite the fact that they're actually perfect. This is apparently Christianity 101, but somehow seems to escape many Christians. Huh. I don't want to get into deep into blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, apparently there's 600 rules and we're supposed to know about that shit. Um, yeah, and there's probably all sorts of different rules and regulations and so on. Uh, let's see, this just a stupid fellow. Apparently he's been raised by a pastor and he even he doesn't even uh, follow all the biblical teachings. And uh, we can't expect everybody to do it uh, from what I understand. Uh, I mean, hell, he just killed everybody and, you know, brought back four people or four sets of people. So we're, you know, we're in our second set of assumingly only two that of recreation. Um, so I don't know. The, uh, these stories are interesting. Huh. Okay, so uh, we did a whole Noah bit and uh, we'll start getting on to other other thoughts and things, feel free to send me an email uh, at according to stupid at gmail.com. Uh, I may or may not respond, but certainly I feel free. I will probably put this on the podcast uh, before everything kind of starts so that every time we kind of have something of a recap and maybe something to discuss. Uh, let's see. You can send me stuff on Twitter. You can. I have them on Facebook. Uh, what else? Yeah, I would love... Uh, it'd be cool if you guys reviewed the... Uh, the podcast on the iTunes because people apparently love that and it gets me out there and gets more people yelling at me in one way or another. And yeah, it sounds super cool. So yeah, until uh, later this week when I send you on the next things. Let's see. I ended on chapter nine. So next time we're probably going to do chapter nine and chapter 10 of, uh, of the, oh, there's a, oh, okay, of the Genesis. And there's apparently a, quite a few. There's Apparently 50 chapters of Genesis. So we're going to be staying on Genesis for a while, guys. And I know eventually it's going to be take us some time to get to cool, the cool stuff. Uh, I have stuff about, like, pies and bears being summoned and, uh, you know, a guy with a stick. So there's stuff that's going to happen, and there's a bunch of shit that I need to cover. So, um, yeah, spread the word if you can. Tell your friends, even your enemies, and... Uh, I'll uh, I'll be talking to you next week. You guys rock. Bye. As usual, I gotta mention the guy who did all the kick-ass music. So it's done by the guy at www.bensound.com, and the song is called Sunny. <laughs>